you're listening to the John Clark cast. My name is John Clark. I'm your host. Uh, I almost forgot what I am. A licensed counselor, group practice owner, and a guide for therapists trying to build a better business without all the overwhelm. And today I'm sitting down with David Morgan. David Morgan uh, talks about his journey through 18 years of private practice and the evolution of his new program, uh, Anger Management U. Also included in, the, in this episode, we talk about David's lineage of, of, of business owners in his family, how hard work pays off, going from solo to group practice, uh, niching down, how to repurpose your content, launching a passion project, all sorts of stuff. Um, really fun episode, lots to learn from David and his experience. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hey, what kind of phone system are you using for your practice? And is it HIPAA compliant? Probably not. Is it easy to use? Probably not. Is it reliable? Probably not. But Spruce Health is. Spruce Health is um, bringing um, uh, bringing their platform to therapists everywhere. Um, it's a wonderful, secure platform that you can use to communicate with your clients and internally with your team. So that includes a, uh, a phone number, texting, messaging, internal team messaging, even telemedicine. It's a wonderful platform. It's affordable. It's easy to use. What's not to love? Not to mention they're offering 20% off for our listeners. If you go to sprucehealth.com forward slash John, that's sprucehealth.com forward slash John. David Morgan is on the show with us today. David Morgan is the co-founder of Anger Management U. He's a licensed clinical social worker with over 18 years of experience in private practice. He co-authored an adult anger management workbook called Managing Our Anger, Managing Our Lives, which was published in the spring of 2016. He also co-authored a children's anger management workbook called Training Your Anger Monster, a top secret manual published in 2018. David is passionate about anger management. His goal is to teach anger management skills on a global level. Uh, David, thank you for sending that to me. The joke recently on the show has been, I'm trying to get better at introducing people. And sometimes I forget to ask for introdu- for, for their own <laughs> uh, bio. And so I just wing it. But I think this went a lot better. Yeah, that went great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome to the show. And um Thanks. We wanted to kind of start off by just letting you fill folks in a bit more about who you are, where you came from, and first of all, your journey in private practice, and then we can dig in a little bit and talk more about anger management you. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, so it's been a long journey for me. I've been in practice, uh, I can't believe it, 18 years now. And uh, you know, for many years, I worked full-time in, in various settings uh, you know, while working uh, on my private practice just part-time at night. Um, and when my boys were born, my boys are actually 12 and 13 now when they were born, my wife and I really wanted one of us to try to stay home with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time I was working in a school district as a social worker. My wife is, is a business teacher. So it just made financial sense for me to, me to stay home with them. Um, so I wound up taking up current leave of absence, uh, from the district and just transitioned into full-time practice. So during the day I was with the kids and then three o'clock I'd hand the kids off, my wife, you know, would take over and then I went to practice. So my 
practice. So um, within a couple of years, I built the practice up to, um, believe it or not, at, at my peak, I was at like 60 people a week. Oh I had 60 appointments. Okay. So, I want to hear more about that because I didn't, that that's the highest number I've ever heard. I know. It's, you know, it, you know what it is, is I, I, I have always wanted to own a business and, and, and I've always, uh, you know, enjoyed helping people. Um, and I felt like I was living my dream. You know, if I, I was, mm-hmm. I owned the business and I was helping people and, um, you know, I think, you know, after nine thirty at night, everyone was sleeping in the house. So I figured, you know what, I might as well keep working. So, yeah. so I just kept extending my hours. Uh, you know, some nights I was in the, in the office till, you know, past 11 at night. Um, and then, um, I got full there and then, then I added Saturdays. Yep. Um, and I, you know, I felt like, you know, I, 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 I had a good a reputation for working with uh, children and adolescents and difficult ones, like, you know, kids that maybe other people couldn't reach. So I got a lot of those referrals and I just felt like I really wanted to make an impact. Um, and I did, you know, I really made a difference in their lives. Um, but it, it, you know, obviously needless to say, it got to the point where I was really burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so personally I said, you know what, I really needed to cut back and, um, so I, I, I went up cutting back to, um, which is still a high number under like, you know, 45 people a week. And, uh, for many years I referred out, I referred to other practices, um, and had the dream of starting a group practice, but really, I, I didn't really know where to start. I, I didn't really know, you know, the legalities of it or just, you know, if everyone's being referred to Dave Morgan, then how am I going to have, you know, uh, John Clark work for me, you know? Sure. So, um, so, um, I, you know, after many years of talking about it, I, I went up doing some research and I hired an attorney and, and, uh, I pulled the trigger and I just two, it's just two and a half years ago, I started the group practice. Um, and I'm lucky cause my sister is an LCSW. Um, so she was my first hire. So it was easy. It was easy to hire. <laughs> I knew she was talented and, you know, get along well. So, uh, you know, pretty quickly within, um, you know, about a year I had four therapists working uh, with me. Um, but I was still seeing like 40 people a week and trying to run this practice, doing the billing, doing the marketing. Um, so it was, it was really hard to scale. So fast forward to today, um, I was, I've been able to reduce my caseload down to like under 15 people a week. Um, plus I also run an anger management group. There's like 10 people in that group. Uh, we have, I have seven therapists, uh, with me now in two locations and I could, um, we're so busy. I'm looking to hire another three. Um, so it's, 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 you know, it's, it's just in two and a half years that we've expanded a lot. Um, and the cool thing is now I'm able to like really work on my big ideas. You know, I'm really like, I'm able to make a bigger impact, um, you know, and, and help more people. So, you know, just like in, in the intro, you talked about the two books. Um, I, I was, a, 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 I'm lucky too. my stepdaughter, Samantha Janicek, uh, she's an LCSW. So together, her and I, we wrote that, uh, you know, the adult workbook, we wrote the children's workbook. And then just, uh, just recently we launched, uh, anger management U, which is, uh, which is the web-based company. So that's, that's sort of my journey to, 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 you know, over 18 years to get me where I am today. That's quite the journey. And, uh, <laughs> and a lot of, um, uh, twists and turns in it, right. Which, which I think is common. Um, when did, when did anger, uh, anger management specifically, um, pique your interest? Yeah. So again, I think, um, you know, for me just growing up, it was a little bit of a struggle for me when I was a kid. Anger, you know, was something I struggled with a a little bit. Um, so I think I relate to it, you know, personally. And then I think that 
And maybe that's why I connected to so many of these kids. You know, I think that some of these kids that were so hard to reach, um, and we don't just see kids, but I think that that's sort of where it started. Um, you know, I think that some of these kids and adolescents were just so, so shut down. And then I was able to, you know, see them and make an impact and connect with them. And I saw pretty quick results. So I think that's why, for me, anger management, uh, you know, then became such a niche for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, David, what's your, obviously having a, a really clear niche has, has worked well for you. What's your kind of take on it for therapists out there who are, who are maybe still wondering, do I do I kind of niche down um, to something like anger management or um, do I stay general? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think it is, it is so important to um, I, I think to niche down. I think that um, I think one, I think it's really important. I think that, you know, we could maybe be passionate about many different, uh, you know, d- different issues. But I think that for most of us, we, we do have like a, like an ideal client, right. Or we do really have a, you know, a, a passion for working with, a, you know, a, a certain population. So I think that, you know, that alone, just, just the passion, like being able to really, you know, love, you know, who you're working with. Cause I know, you know, when I was seeing 60 people a week, you know, uh, there were people that were in my caseload that, um, not people, but like, just, just, uh, you know, if I was doing like couples therapy or I was doing, you know, working with someone with grief, like maybe I didn't really connect to it enough sure. and maybe, Oh, you know, I, I just, I, I didn't really look forward to those sessions. Yeah. I really look yeah. forward to, you know, the anger management session. So I think one, I think is the passion. Cause I think that you really, you know, you're really connected to it. And two, I think that when you do have a niche, um, then you, you get referrals from so many people in the community sure. and, and therapists, you know, I mean, we get so many referrals from therapists. So I think it is, you know, it, it's important. Um, it's really important to, to, to really niche down for those reasons. Well, in, and it, I think a lot of therapists feel a lot of pressure to figure it out or figure it out overnight, especially when they're just starting. And so maybe they choose something out of obligation or out of what's trendy, right? But I think what's what's really valuable about the way you did it was you, you just looked at which kind of sessions am I looking forward to, right? So for any therapist, if you, if you were to pull up your calendar right now, you usually, you, you generally kind of know if you at a glance, okay, this is a session I'm really looking forward to, or, you know what I mean? I really enjoy working with this client. And why is that? Uh, I've really, I, you know, I feel like I can really help them. I feel like I really understand this issue or, um, you know what I mean? We get good results when I work with clients with, with X, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, for for um for our listeners like if you could fast track people or if you could have kind of fast tracked yourself through your journey um what are kind of the most important things you learned along the way i was going to ask you this at the end but i, I kind of want to hear it now okay um <laughs> I, I, you know, I think that just in, in terms of, um, I guess, leveling up and getting to, to where you want to be, I, I, I think trying not to do everything yourself, you know, I think that that's, and I still kind of struggle with that a little bit, but, mm. um, you know, I think that, uh, not doing everything yourself. I think that when I got, we got so busy, I think, I think I was at the point where I had two therapists working for me and I was still seeing like, you know, 40 something people a week. I believe it or not, I was still answering the phones. Wow. And and I, I couldn't really understand how how people can give up answering the phones. Like, you know, I, I've been 
um, having people refer directly to me for so many years. I know all these referral resources and I know people in the community. And so if someone else is answering the phone, how are they, how are they going to navigate this? You know? So I struggled with that. But once I did, it, it really, for me, it was like necessity. I just, I, I had to, I, I just couldn't answer the phones anymore. So mm. I, I was sort of forced to do it. Um, but I, you know, I think that's one thing I wish a long, long time ago I would have done is, you know, just had a VA or have someone answer the phones, um, and there were definitely some, you know, there was some growing pains there, but it was so cool when I was actually in session and I was getting these emails with referrals coming in and seeing people in my schedule and the other therapist schedules. And, um, so I think that really trying to work on trying to, you know, eliminate tasks and, and as best you can try to delegate, um, and, and trust that other people could do as good of a job as you and, and, and maybe even a better job. Like I think that the, you know, my VA does a better job answering the phone than I do. that's the exact fallacy that most therapists you know are up against and that's the reason why they don't uh, get it done sooner right or get help sooner but the reality is you're right a va can can a good one can usually sell you better than you can sell you and if anything it even adds an extra level of uh, layer of credibility in a way yeah yeah yeah. it does i think i think you've talked about (laughs) In, in you know other podcasts, like you know, it would be kind of strange if you know I call my 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 uh, doctor and yeah. you know, he's on the phone. And it yeah. you know, it's like you know a lot of other medical professions. It's not the case. So yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. Well, yeah. And the other thing is when we when we start letting things go or let go of control of certain things in our practice, we um, we make errors a lot, right? So when you were answering the phone, you'd probably miss a call or forget to call someone back or whatever. And then we ha- we hire someone to do it and we're extra critical of them, right? So they do the same, make the same errors that we do and we're extra critical of them because we're, we're, we're kind of managing that process. Um, but, but the reality is once they once someone like that can really focus on a part of your business, they probably end up making less errors than you did um, at, at some point. And then, like you said, you use the word scalable and, that's that's a, that's an important word for ther- therapists yep. to be thinking about. Um, you realize that things needed to be more scalable in your business. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Those excellent points. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, having this clear focus really worked for you. Um, it's also interesting, you know, going back to the caseload thing. I think that's a hot, kind of a hot button issue for a lot of therapists of like, you know, how many clients should I be seeing? How many is too many? How many is not enough? And the way you uh, it kind of framed it was interesting of like, I just really enjoyed being a business owner, right? I just really enjoyed kind of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've always been a hard worker and, um, you know, I've, I've owned like, I, I mean, I had like a paper route when I was a kid and I had like a little landscaping company and my dad owned the power washing company. So, you know, I, I, mm. I've always been a hard worker and always enjoyed business. Um, so for me, like hard work, uh, I was used to it, you know. Um, so I was comfortable with it, too. And I didn't realize that it was it was impacting me until, you know, like it was trying you know, personally. It was, you know, I was having issues like being present, maybe personally. So, um, yeah. So for me, it's it's I, I, I enjoy it. I, I love it. And that's why I think I'm, I I there was no limit. Totally. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think I think certain people find that they have just sometimes a greater kind of endurance for doing therapy with, you know, a higher caseload. Um 
I, you know, I think I, I sort of figured that out for myself when I was in solo practice in San Francisco, kind of what that sweet spot was, right? And you, you hit a certain number and you go, okay, that was about five clients too many. <laughs> or, uh, um, you know, but, but then you dial it back a little bit and, and, and just kind of figure out what number works for you. Um, yeah. Well, I do, I really want to ask you about anger management, you, because, um, well, let me just, I'll just let you kind of introduce um, uh, that business and how you, um, how you created it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So in, in our, you know, our local programs, uh, I think that we hear over and over from people that uh, they, they really wish they would have come in for help sooner. You know, I think they, um, a lot of times people are coming and the number one reason people actually come in is because it's affecting a relationship, right? They're either, you know, kicked out of their house or they, you know, they, there's the ultimatum. If you don't get some help, if you don't work on your anger, then, you know, the relationship's going to end. You're affecting the kids, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I think that we hear over and over again that this has been a lifelong issue for most people or sure. a long term issue. And uh, people had wished they had come in. But, I, you know, the number one deterrent that people report over and over again is, you know, the shame and guilt that's attached to, to anger and, and, and aggressive reactions. And, and for some reason, you know, I don't know why, but still anger management, uh, you know, it, it still has a stigma attached to it. Totally. No, I don't know well, why. Yeah. Well, there's something about, um, if I get angry or especially if someone sees me kind of get angry, then I'm a scary person. I'm an angry person, right? It's almost like if, if you get angry once in your life and someone sees it, then you might be pinned as an angry person. And it's kind of unthinkable. Um, obviously I'm thinking as, uh, as a, as a, as a man or, or even as a young man, I remember the first time I felt real anger and it surprised me, you know, and yeah. I think it surprised the person I was with. And yeah. I, I, I will admit one of the first things I thought was, what does this mean about me? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That I just got more angry than I've ever gotten. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you hear, you know, you hear kids, and, and and some adults, but you hear like kids and adolescents, you know, talking saying you need anger management. You yeah, know, it's like yeah. a negative thing. You know, um, so so we our goal is to obviously change that. You know, I'm hoping that you know over time, just like therapy. I mean, therapy had a had a stigma attached to it. And I think that that's changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so we're hoping that you know we could change that. Uh, you know, that that stigma with anger management. But um, so so I think that's you know a lot of people are. are, are deterred because of that. Uh, and I think especially women too, you know, I think that like a lot of people when they think anger or anger management, they do just think like men or they think males. Um, but there are a lot of women that struggle with anger. Um, and I think that it's even more shameful for them to maybe come to an anger management program, sure. you know, because of like the, you know, because of, uh, you know, what society says about the way we should act, the way women should act, the way men should act. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so that, that's, you know, that's really why, you know, we started thinking like, how could we, you know, so many people could honestly, in our opinion, and that we're biased, but every single person can benefit from anger management. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's, it's emotion regulation. <laughs> exactly. You know, the core skills are communication, yeah. stress management skills, emotional intelligence skills. So, so we figured if, if we could, you know, we, if we could make more access to services and we could, you know, reach a large, larger audience, um, then we can make a bigger impact and we could help more people with, you know, with anger and teach these skills. So, um, so that's how anger management you was formed. We actually, we took our, um, 
we took our anger, adult anger management workbook and we basically turned all the content into an e-course. Um, so we have on, on the, the, on anger management, you, um, we have the e-course and then we also have online video sessions. So we figured if, if we could bring anger management to you, uh, you know, to the, the comfort of your home or office, then, you know, I think people will have greater privacy or they could, they could bypass the shame and they could learn these skills. Uh, totally. you know, yeah. Because so, I imagine you, like many clinicians working with a clear focus, you you started to find yourself saying the same five things to to a lot of your anger management clients, you know, in therapy, right? Sitting there one one to one. Yep. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And so yeah, you take so, some of those things and you put them you put them in place. You put them in a system that is scalable, um, that can have even more impact. That can automate even some pro some part of your process, or even in conjunction with working with you, I just think it's great. I mean, yeah, I think therapists have so much knowledge like this that we can tap into and we can, we can share at a greater, uh, at a greater scale or at a scale that's, that's just beyond one-to-one, -one, which is the lowest scale, the yeah. least scalable. Absolutely. And, you know, and I think what, what, you know, how we, um, you know, wrote these books too is, you know, th there are other anger management workbooks out there that are, that are good. Um, but for us, we just found that the books for us were confusing and for our clients were confused. They're just a little bit wordy and mm. it was hard to relate to. So we wanted to simplify it. So, you know, each week when we were either doing an individual session or doing a group session, you know, we prepared for those, for those sessions. So, you know, I think for therapists out there, if you're not really even sure where to start, I think it's about like really trying to write down, you know, content, right? Mm. Really, starting there and for us you know after we you know did these sessions you know or these groups we basically had all the content and then you know from there we were able to turn it into a book um and then from there we we're able to turn it into an e-course um so you know that that's how that's how the progression happened for us um and so so i think you know for us we really wanted to try to provide more access to services um you know because of those those reasons and because of the deterrence you know, for anger management. And I think the other piece of it is, and I think a lot of people don't like this, and I don't know if I do either, but the world is changing. Like the, the world is rapidly changing, right? The world is going, it's, it's, it's faster paced. It's going online. Yeah. People keep uh, telling me something about this. I feel like I need to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That or I'm going to be left behind. Yeah. So, you know, I know like just, just even, you know, people's schedules. I know for us, like my boys play competitive lacrosse and sports. So, you know, we, we're all over the place, you know, trainings and fields. And, um, so, you know, for, I don't, we don't really have a whole lot of personal time for sure. ourselves but I think for people that, you know, have that, that fast paced life, you know, where do they find time to work on these skills? So if they're able to do it during lunch hour, if they're able to do it after the kids go to bed or, you know, then, then they're going to have access to these services, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and I think the other piece, too, is, um, you know, I'm, I'm actually a handy guy. Um, my dad and I, um, we sort of way we bond together. We've done a lot of projects together. Um, and, you know, back in the day, there were like the mom and pop like hardware stores or lumber yards. Uh, right. And sure. uh, we'd go in and they'd, they'd know our names and they'd, they'd remember projects. And, you know, it was cool. You really felt connected, you know, to, 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 to these people and to these establishments. And you know, over time, a lot of that has gone away and these big corporations have come in like Lowe's and Home Depot and you know, I know for me, <clears throat> uh, you know, I, it, it is 
isn't always a great experience. I go in there, there's, you know, the stuff I want up in the rafters or maybe someone, you know, I have a question, I can't find the person. So, um, you know, I think like the, the new sort of well, new going into Lowe's is enough to, for, for me to need an anger management course. It's yeah, it's, yeah, right? it's one of the worst customer service experiences you could have. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And I think that, you know, and I might get like some, maybe some hate emails about this, but like, <laughs> I, it's almost like, like Amazon now to me is like almost like kind of like a new mom and pop experience, right? Yeah. Like you, you, every device that they, you, you log in on, or even you're on, right. You go on Amazon, they know your name. They know like everything you've bought in the past. Yeah, they yeah. know you even before you, before you do. Right. Like I know, yep. you know, for me, I'm so, I'm so darn busy that I, you know, even if I need batteries, like I sometimes I'll just order them on there because I just it's easy totally. just to do One it, right? Errand. Last, yep. Yeah. So you know, last week I ordered like you know eight dollars. I went in to buy batteries for eight bucks, and I came out with like a, a you know a three hundred dollars shark for this back <laughs> office. <laughs> you know. So so I think that this is like this is really the direction the world is going in, yeah. and I think that you know we like it or not, we really need to try to you know we need to adapt. Well, the reality is people want results. And, you know, I was actually talking to someone recently who was working with um, like a sleep psychologist and they were saying that they sat down and had like six sessions where it was just the psychologist talking and doing what we would call psychoeducation. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that could be automated. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, that's, that's, first of all, it's it's a very expensive way to get information right or to get right someone to just tell you the same hour of information that they're going to tell 10 more clients this week but it doesn't really make sense for the therapist either i'm like that person should put this into a course and have your new clients work through it right and start on the same page and um so i I totally agree i think that and the way that people get information now is different or even the way that people expect to find information is different so um it's funny because I uh, I've done a lot of work in, in construction as well, mostly in the nonprofit sector, but I still do some of that work. And the way that we get information now is different. When you're talking about the mom and pop hardware store, I was thinking, you know, back in the day, we would go to the hardware store for information, right? So you would go and be like, oh, I've got this problem, right? Or I've got this issue with a chimney or a piece of drywall. And what do I need to do? Or how would I fix it, right? Or like show them a picture and then go, how would I fix this? Uh, Now, we get information much differently, right? If you you could tile your entire bathroom floor with a YouTube video, right? Absolutely. And you could probably get the tiles on Amazon too. You're probably not going to go um, to that mom and pop store and sit down for half an hour and, you know, you know, try to ask them how to ask them for that information. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. So, um, I, the thing is, I think a lot of therapists are probably kind of jealous right now because a lot of therapists, they want an additional revenue stream and I try not to use the word passive much because you'd probably agree with me that it's not that passive. <laughs> it's, so, a good, it's a good bit of maintenance. There's a lot of work up front. There's testing, yeah. there's frustration, there's cost, and um, it's less active revenue, right? But a lot of therapists want something out of therapy, right? And not even for the additional revenue, but also for greater impact or for even just having different stuff to work on in the week, right? Just a more diverse work week, right? Um 
what was it like? What's it been like for you to 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 go after these additional projects? Um, so it's I think it's been hard because because of how busy I am, right? I think that it was really important to um, to try to um, you know carve out time to work on them, and 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 so far for us, we haven't you know anger management. You is you know we just launched it. Um, you know, it's, it's been, you know, just a couple months. So we really haven't seen, you know, revenue results from that. Um, but for me, um, you know, once I started carving out the time and started working on these big ideas and these projects that I really feel passionate about and I'm really connected to, um, I actually like start, I, I, I look forward to it so much that I actually like start to feel a little resentful when I have to do other things. So if I, and I, I don't, I hate to say this out loud, this, I don't want it to come across the wrong way, but I actually almost sometimes feel resentful when I have to actually, uh, conduct a session, Yeah, yeah. which is something I, I love that I didn't want to give up. Right. But now like I really just love working on some of these creative, you know, uh, creative ideas that I just totally. can't wait um, yeah. Well, you catch your mind, you know, drifting towards something like that when you're sitting down or you're in session. This, I, I've def, this has definitely happened to me. Um, and you kind of catch the bug a little bit in terms of creating entrepreneurial stuff. And, you know, especially after you've been doing therapy for some time, you go, all right, I've, you know, well, they say it takes statistically seven years to achieve mastery over something. Right. And obviously therapy is a, a, a difficult and, and an arbitrary task to um, develop, quote unquote, mastery over. But there is a you know what I mean? There is kind of getting over the hump and achieving a certain skill set that you can kind of fall back on um, mm-hmm. constantly refining. But so you can fall back on. And there's kind of a now what that a lot of us, I think, face in private practice. Going back to something that you said I thought was really cool is. I, you know, this anger management, you didn't happen overnight. You started with your content and yeah. this is, this is what therapists should do, right? You already have so many ideas. And again, things that you say to clients, things that you teach in your groups, start documenting those, put them somewhere, put them in your content, create videos, create blogs, right? And eventually you've got enough material for something that you can monetize or turn into a product. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Because I think a lot of therapists, they, they have an idea or they're going to, they're listening to this and going, well, it's too hard to create a course, right? Yep. Um, but it's not too hard to write a blog post about what you know now or something that you thought about today in session. You know what I mean? So I think that that's how it starts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you get to the point where, you know, once you do have the content, you know, you could design the course or you could have someone design it for you, right? I mean, that's when you could, you totally. could delegate those tasks. Totally. But I think you're right. If you don't have the content, then, you know, then it, it, it's hard to do that. Yeah. And I think it's really trying to think about, you know, we teach over and over in our, in our, all our programs, you know, empathy. I think it's really, and, and obviously as therapists, you know, we, we use empathy all the time, but I think it's really trying to think about what, you know, what we're saying over and over, but also what we're hearing over and over from our clients. Like what, what is the problem, you know, and how can, how can we, you know, maybe craft, you know, a program or some techniques to really, you know, help these people with these problems. Totally. So, yeah. Okay. So speaking of that, we got a couple minutes left, David, sure. what, what do you feel like is kind of the outcome for someone that, that goes through your course? Yeah. So we actually in, um, we actually, uh, give a pretest before the course and then we, um, we also then do a post test mm-hmm. and, um, we, we get, 
amazing results. And, you know, even most of the people that come through our program um, are self-referred, but even people that are mandated, um, you know, they, they are engaged and they do report, um, you know, results and, and, and do see a pretty quick result because it is skills based, um, you know, within, you know, like it obviously it varies, but usually, you know, programs are about, you know, 12 sessions, three months, um, on average. And usually within that time, people, you know, learn those skills and, and, and they usually master them. So we, we really get great results. I think this is really cool also because uh, off the top of my head, I I don't think there's an anger management specialist in Charlotte, you know, in my, my market. Um, and so, you know, if I've got a client who could really benefit um, from your program, then that'd be a real great asset, right? They don't have to be there in person with you. Um, and again, especially in places where Maybe maybe therapists don't know someone who who specializes in working with anger. This is this is a great option to to supplement therapy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, um, and, and I think that's true. And I you know I think even locally for us, um, you know, there are other programs, but they might not be as um, you know as private a, a, as ours. Um, and I think that in general, I think that a lot of people, uh, therapists, maybe are afraid. I don't know if afraid is the right word, but you know, there may be afraid of anger management, um, you know, again, because of maybe that negative stigma, you know, that oh, I stigma. think you're right. No. Yeah. And I, I think, I think we should talk about that for a minute because, um, I, I do think therapists are in private practice and are generally afraid of having an angry client on their hands, especially if yeah. it is 8 30 PM and you're a solo practitioner and you know what I mean? That everyone in the suite has already gone home. Um, yep. what do you do with that? Right. I mean, I, I've, I've, I've been in that situation and I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, a six foot four male with, you know, 15 years of martial arts experience. And, uh, that doesn't mean that I wasn't very concerned for my safety, you know, in those moments, but, but this is really important work to be done. Um, and, and what's unfortunate is that if people who are really struggling with anger work with a bunch of therapists who end up not helping them, it, it potentially reinforces their own kind of belief of like, right? Like no one wants to deal with an angry person, so to speak. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so I agree. I mean, I think that probably across the country, um, you know, I think that people, um, you know, might, might need uh, an anger management program to refer to. So again, that's another reason why we, you know, wanted to provide more access. And the cool thing is, you know, it's coaching, right? It's, yeah. it's psycho it's skills based. So, sure. um, you know, it doesn't matter. We don't have to just be in New York because we're licensed in New York. It's a co you know, it's, it's coaching. So that's awesome. And, and I think it's important too to mention, um, that, you know, just because you're referring to us for anger management, we only augment what you're doing. You know, it's not, we're not going to be taking client. You know, I think sometimes people are maybe afraid to refer out because sure. they might lose a but like, for instance, if someone's in couples therapy, you know, anger might be a barrier for them and they might they might need these skills where we could sort of step in either through video sessions and, you know, for a time, time you know, limited time or they could take the e-course and they could learn those skills. And, you know, and the whole time they continue with you in, in, in therapy. So totally. I think that's to mention. Yeah. yeah, it could be a hindrance to actually being able to do couples therapy with your partner. Right. If your anger's so out of control, I mean, it could get in the way of your job. Your employer might, you know, ask that you get some help or I would say support you in getting some help with your anger because it's it's a human uh, anger is very human. And, it is. Yeah. And, and I think I think we do need to talk about it more and, uh, you know, show people that there's options 
Um, yeah. and it's, it's manageable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. David, this is, this is great. Um, tell us, um, anything else we're missing from the conversation in terms of what you want therapists to know, what you wish you had known, and then anything else about anger management you, and then of course, close us out by, um, uh, how they can find out more. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think we've gone over everything I wish, you know, if that, uh, I, you know, that I wish I would have known. Um, I, I think, you know, with, uh, so anger management, you, so the, so the website is, uh, anger management, you, the letter you, uh, dot com. Um, you know, I think for people, I know for me, you know, when I got to the point in my practice where I was referring out to people, um, I, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that, um, even if it wasn't a, a direct referral from someone when it came to me, I always wanted to make sure that I was sending them to people that I trusted. Um, and I really liked getting that feedback. So I think for people, um, you know, for other therapists out there, if you want to refer to us, um, I, I'd be happy if someone wants to, you know, reach out and, you know, jump on a call with, with me, I'd be happy to talk to you more about, you know, me and my program, our program. Um, or if, if a therapist out there wants to even check out our e-course, if they want to, um, if they want to take it, you know, for, I, we, I can give them uh, if they email me direct at info at anger management, um, I can give, we can give a free coupon. You could actually check out the, the, uh, the e-course uh, for free. Awesome. Um, and then for, for people that actually want to refer to us for your clients, um, we're offering uh, a 30% off, um, coupon for the e-course and the code at checkout is, is John. Perfect. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes as well, the link and the promo code. Again, that's angermanagementu.com. And uh, this is this is David Morgan. David, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm 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 honestly I'm fired up about the work that you're doing. I'm like I'm kind of jealous and I'm kind of thinking of other things that I could do, but I just I I appreciate how much you care about this and maybe that seems you know, too, too, uh, obvious of a thing to say, but it, it just really shows, you know what I mean? Like it, it really shows that this work matters to you immensely. And I think, like you said, that's why it, it doesn't have to feel so much like work. So yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on, John. I really appreciate it. Thanks, David. Be well. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do me a quick favor, rate, review, and subscribe to this show wherever you are listening. And while you're at it, tell a friend to come and listen. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Spruce Health at sprucehealth.com forward slash John for 20% off. Hope you have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Keep doing great work out there in the world. And I'll see you very soon. Cheers. Cheers.